Hi everyone, it's Michaela. Hi everyone, it's Blessing. And welcome to the Naturally Podcast. We're going to talk about our experiences as black women traveling. Uh, we're going to talk about what we learned from our travels and give you some tips on like traveling and what to expect. Yeah, basically, um, I think it's just something that right now everyone is just super excited to be able to travel again. Who knows when, um, <laughs> but it's going to happen. Go, just go eat some mangoes for me. That's all. If you go to Ghana, you just eat some mangoes and some and some coconuts together, and just that's all I want. Wait, mango and coconut? You have to. You absolutely have to. I don't know where it was that I had some mango and I also had some coconut and it was all in one bag. I was like, hmm, is it possible? And then I chew the mango and I chew the coconut and it was a heaven. It has to be the fresh coconut though. The one that like, they cut it like at the roadside for you. You drink the water and just have that mango and that coconut mix. And it's just, it's everything. It's everything. Wow. I feel kind of played that I haven't had it yet. <laughs> yes. Try it. I have like pictures of me trying it. That used to be my favorite thing. Like when I come from La in the morning, I'm walking back to Ish One. I have my mango and I have my, <sighs> I have my cooking. I'm just mushy on it and just walking in the hot sun. Like, yeah, this is perfect. Nothing else could be wrong with the day. Mango, coconuts. I'm really excited. And I was reading earlier about black millennials traveling and um, especially to the continent has spiked and obviously I know a lot of people travel to Ghana during the year of return and I'm just really amazed because the interest that was brought to the continent during the year of return is still there and now that we're hopefully going to be able to travel again we're gonna go to the continent because that's where it's at and you know I really think that that's just like such a powerful step toward our own liberation within ourselves Um, and then I also just wanted to recognize like the hindrances that a lot of people face in trying to travel. Like I know personally, just like the money in trying to get a passport to study abroad, you know, cause it's like, I might have a scholarship for study abroad. But I had to pay for the passport application, you know, and then I needed it expedited. So then that was extra money and then the visa money and then the plane ticket. You know, we can really get into the neo-colonialism and capitalism that has impacted the travel and the fact that it's hella expensive to get to the continent. And that's intentional. Um, But (laughs) yeah, so I know some of the hindrances for me personally were the cost for sure. And um, even just trying to figure out who to contact for the visa and who to contact for a lot of things because we don't hear information that pushes us to the continent really rarely ever so i think that's one thing is just the fact that the information that we get is very skewed very biased and then yeah just the whole process of trying to get my passport and my visa and the plane ticket is just really expensive and really inaccessible yeah blessing i don't know Are there any things that you wanted to highlight in terms of hindrances to travel that you ran into? Yeah, first I really wanted to like touch on a little bit what you were saying earlier about how like 
the movement back to Africa and especially for um, the black diaspora going back home, going back to like, just like where our ancestors are from. And for the longest time, a lot of people were kind of taken back away from it, from what like the media showed them of what Africa looked like, you know, like you have people thinking that there's a bunch of diseases out there. There are people are dying. It's because of what the media show you and because people aren't doing their their homework and actually seeing that like Africa is so beautiful. And the fact that you have media propaganda going on telling you that it's otherwise because they don't want their money going there. Because like if you go there, you are buying stuff that you're helping the economy, you're helping Africa grow, you know? So I think it's really important that and it makes me really happy that People are going back to Africa, like visiting and coming back and busting those stereotypes out. Like, no, this is not how it is. And I know when our trip back to Ghana, the father was going about how to take like hella vaccines. And I really didn't like that because I don't like taking um, vaccines because I don't know what you're putting in my body. But it was either take the vaccine or not go. And I really wanted to go. So I took the vaccine. But like just all those like little systematic barriers that are put in place to have people not go or people not travel. I think it's really, really like it's really fucked up. And then also um, when I was going to Ghana. So my family, my family came to the States as refugees. So I can't claim I can't claim um, home to Liberia and I can't, I'm not a citizen there. I'm not a citizen here either. So I'm stateless, right? So I don't have a a country or a state that I can call my own. So if you're traveling, you need some kind of book, a passport that says that I'm from here, stamp it, and then you can go anywhere you want to go to. So when I when I got accepted into the study abroad program, that was one thing that I was like, well, shit, I don't have a passport and I'm not a citizen to get a passport. So how is this going to, how is this going to work? And so like throughout my research, I found out that I could get a travel document. So for anybody out there who want to travel and are in that same position where they are stateless, you can get, if you're in the States and you are a permanent resident, you can get a travel document. And it's crazy because it's like almost the same price as a passport, but you don't get the same perks as a passport. It's only for a year. And after it expires, that's it. So when I was going, I remember trying to get my, my document together. I sent it in. It was supposed to be back by April. The program needed it like the week after that. And the USCIS still did not send my stuff. I called. Oh my God, like I feel like they were tired with me because I called that department so many times to talk to so many people. Like, where is my stuff? It was promised to be here on this day and it's in here. And it really scared me because I was almost dropped from going to Ghana just because this piece of paper wasn't here in time, you know? So those are all those little things that really stop people from traveling, like not having the means to travel, not having the right documents to travel, the money to travel. So traveling really is a privilege because you get to go. And I feel like that's something that a lot of like, especially this country, wouldn't want a lot of people to do because you get to go and spend your humanity. You got to go meet new people 
experience new things and eat better, be better, you know? So I think it's really important that you travel and that despite all of the little hindrances that are in a way that are stopping people from traveling, like try to like go above it because traveling, it changes your life on some serious note. Okay, that was a little rant about traveling. Now we really want to talk about our future, like our future travel goals and what inspire us to travel. And even though there are a lot of barriers in the way that stops a lot of people from traveling, there are a lot of inspirations out there that lit fire on people and inspire them to travel. So Michaela, what are some of your inspirations? What are some things that just lit the the fire under you to want to travel? Honestly, one of those things was talking to a Black woman who said the word to me, passport privilege. And I was just like, what is that? Like, what is that? And um, at this point, I hadn't traveled, especially not on my own. So I was just kind of like, what is that? Like, passport privilege like I probably don't have that you know like and so just really looking into it it was just like there are so many people and even me I know people that won't be able to get a passport and won't be able to leave the country which is just so it's what she said bless um it's intentional um and so then I started looking into that and you know wanting to to use that privilege of being able to travel to my advantage and knowing that, you know, I was in college. And so there were people that would, you know, could fund my travel. And I think that it was just like the right opportunity. And also (laughs) in terms of traveling to Ghana, something that I would definitely say was a push for me, at least, was just going to a PWI or a predominantly white institution. It made me realize that I wanted to be around like my peers that look like me and I wanted to have experiences that related to me and um, I wasn't learning about myself really in class and obviously I was supplementing that but I wanted to know what it would be like to just you know learn from a black professor things like that and I had looked into like transferring and it was really expensive but I also just that got me wondering deeper about, you know, me as like a black American, but just me as like a diasporan. And so I wanted to go to the continent. Yeah. And um, a lot of my friends inspired me to travel now. Blessing for one, just taught me so much about what it means to really travel. And my sister CJ, my sister Triana, and just so many powerful women around me. Um, Diana, just really just keep me going and letting me know like you're not the only one like I know this is you know a struggle but it's also beautiful and dope and keep doing it so yeah that's what inspired me and what motivated me um what about you blessing I've always I've always traveled I remember when I was little we never stay in one place for too long even like we moved a lot like moving countries like and then within the refugee camp I finally moved a lot in different spaces and then coming to the state so I've always not in the larger sense but I've always I've always been traveling in a way and so coming to the states and being stationed in one place where my family didn't move my family haven't moved since we got here 
And then like being in the bay for like the 12 years, not, not having like moved, it was very, I felt trapped in a way and I felt like I couldn't breathe for a minute. And that's why I was really, really excited when the study abroad trip came because I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to go. Another opportunity like this will not come because I know right after school, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to be occupied and traveling is going to take an, a back seat again. So traveling, I feel like it's something that is in my blood. I like going to new places. I like experiencing new things. And that's something that I actually believe is what travel gave you. It gave you just a better mindset on things and make you a better human because you get to go out and see how people live, experience how people live and see different traditions and see how people think differently. And I feel like those different attributes build you to be a better person. That implicit bias that you have shadows a little bit and it just, it makes you a better human. I feel like that's really, really important. That's something that traveling gave you. And people who inspired me to travel, I just want to, and to Veronica, she, she was also somebody on the, um, on the study abroad trip back to Ghana. And this woman have been everywhere, just sitting and talking to her. And you would think that traveling for the longest time, I didn't travel because I thought it was out of my reach. Like seriously, I thought it was out of my reach and I felt like I didn't have the money to travel. I didn't have the the privilege to do it. I didn't have the accessibility to it. And so I just didn't. It wasn't something that was within my reach. And every time I thought about it, I thought that it was something far in the future that I couldn't grab right now. But it, already sitting and talking with her, she's like, nah. Like, you can find cheap flights if you really want to travel. You don't have to go far. Like, go to Mexico, if anything. Go go somewhere where the U.S. currency, where you got to get a little bit more money than a dollar. You know, like, find places that you can go, that you can travel, enjoy it, but still go for cheap. And that's something I already, like, kind of been learning is that traveling doesn't have to be a expensive thing you know and so she's really one person that really inspired me to travel because every time you talk to her she said like, yeah i'm leaving <laughs> i'm gone i'm going somewhere else i'm like wait where? take me with you put me in your suitcase just take me i don't want to be here too so she really inspires me to travel and like um how sister kayla was saying i was sister cj Michaela, diana all those women really like just inspire me also to just like pick my bag up and just go somewhere real quick and just forget home and be a stranger in a new place but yeah those are the really like the strong women who have really inspired me to travel and all of the shenanigans that travel comes with so something that you said just really resonated with me in the fact that I really feel like my mom and my grandma were definitely those motivators too, um, just being those strong Black women. And I definitely moved around a lot growing up. And I think that's why I travel internationally and like solo and things like that never really scared me just because, you know, I was just like, all right, so it's time to go. Like, <laughs> Let's go. I've, I've been here too long anyways. Um, but 
yeah, I do think that even even those things that seem small, they matter. And like those experiences really do help shape you as a person. And so I think that the understanding and the empathy and the caring and trying to have compassion all come from in a lot of ways from my experiences moving around a lot and meeting new people and um, being in new places before I even was able to travel on my own. I do agree that traveling makes you a better human for sure and even if you can't travel internationally immediately like those experiences of traveling in your state or within the U.S. or, you know, wherever you're at, they really do make a difference. And, like, those little things that you learn really do stick with you. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that because you really got me with that one, bless. But um, <laughs> I'm wondering if you have any, like, future travel plans or goals that came out of these motivations and inspirations. I want to be out of the country every December. I think that's really the goal because I know I will have time off work to do it if at least not for two weeks, but at least one week to just like leave the country and go somewhere. So that's really something that I've been thinking about more when it comes to traveling or at least like going to new places within the States. So like I'm really into nature and stuff. So I think I need to get me a car and just start driving to States Park because they'd be so beautiful. I want to be there myself to experience those things. So that's something that is in my future travel plans. And I I have given myself a five-year plan to leave the country. So in five years, I want to be in Africa um, (laughs) and I want to be there and that's it. So I'm here trying to financially build myself up and build my family up so that way in five years I can dip and go eat some mangoes and coconuts. <laughs> so yeah, that's really my future travel goal. Like one that is happening like maybe every December of the year and then like just a solid future goal that I want to be out of the United States and back home in five years. What about you, Michaela? She said, that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. (laughs) I definitely resonate with that a lot. For me, I think basically I just want to be traveling throughout the diaspora and educating people about our histories and the importance of our liberation and, you know, trying to figure out as a community how we can get to those places and you know at the same time just experiencing joy and love and peace and peace of mind because I really feel like that's really what it's about and good food you know so I'm just trying to pick up auntie recipes along the way grandma recipes mama recipes like (laughs) and yeah empower the diaspora that's really it I I don't know where I would see myself long term yet but I just know it's going to be somewhere black most likely somewhere on the continent. But I really just want to be everywhere. Yeah, that totally makes sense. We are all traveling spirits and we find ourselves where we find ourselves. And I feel like sometimes we find ourselves with people that need us and we find ourselves around people we need. So that makes sense to me. You'll find yourself when you find yourself and, and it will be with black people. And I'm with that journey too. Yeah, so bless 
what are some highlights from your own travel experiences that you've had thus far? Oh, I don't know. I've had some really like even the memories that I had of my family um, being on a bus coming from of my family coming from Liberia to Ghana. I still have some of those flashes of memory like. It's not really clear, but I know it's there. And whenever like I have those little flashes, it kind of makes me happy. But I remember um, on my study abroad trip, one of the solo trips that I took was from Accra. It wasn't really a big one, but it really was just from Accra to Kaswa. And I was going to the Bolivarian camp. And I kind of documented my day that day was I woke up early in the morning, I got ready, like I had my little travel backpack on. I was so excited because I haven't been back on that land for 12 years. And for the longest time, that was the place I called home because as a child, you don't know what's going on and you just feel blissful. And I really was. I was really happy and blissful on that refugee camp. I didn't know what was going on. I really didn't. So I was really excited. Even when I got to know what was going on, like that space still feel like home because it was the only place that I remember and I can recognize. So just on my trip there, changing chochos. And then the last chocho I got into. Okay, so the chocho is the bus system in in um, Ghana. So the last chocho I got into, like I, I kind of like busted out crying because I was in a chocho. And I could hear um, there was two female and an uncle in the back, and it was talking about they was talking about the Kobo shop that just opened. So Kobo in Liberian slang English is like restaurant. The Kobo shop that is opening, and I have this lady is doing such a good job, and she been here. She was in Ghana for so long, and she opened her shop, and a lot of people are coming. Her business is doing well and they were all speaking that in Liberian colloquia so it's like it's the PJ English in Liberia and it made me so happy because yes I was in Ghana and yes I was in Africa but Ghani the way Ghanaians spoke PJ English is completely different from the way Liberians speak it so just being in Achocho like 30 or 20 minutes away from the refugee camp and having just hearing our conversation, hearing like Ren Koloko, it really made me happy. And then the the mate, the church guy, the one who takes the money, he tried to cheat me. They the always be trying to cheat you. Like why? He tried to cheat me off my money. He didn't. He was not trying to give my chains back to me. I was like, bro, you're gonna give my money back to me. And so like was getting down the chocho, and then there was an older um guy sitting in the seat and he was like oh where are you going he was also librarian i was like oh yeah going to the camp he said like, oh what part of the camp you going i said like, oh the village because that's where my family was from and i was like oh uncle the teacher man didn't give me my change back so i was like he didn't give my change back to me and he think he's gonna take my money he was like nah get a girl change back to her i was so happy like just having our uncle stand up to me when he didn't even know me like that he's like well welcome to the camp it looks completely different now. It did look completely different, but it was home. Just like being there, recognizing the little things I could recognize because everything is different now. I was just happy just standing on our land itself. And that was probably one of the best memorable travel experience that I've had 
like on my trip in Ghana. I also travel with, ooh, this this is going to be long, <laughs> but I also travel with one of the most amazing human. Like I just, one of the most amazing human on this planet and that's Bobo Selassie. And I remember him, my sister Jaji and I went to Apani and I saw one of the cleanest beach in Ghana I've ever seen. There was no plastic on the beach. It just it just looked out. I'm going to post a picture of this on our Instagram page and you guys can see how beautiful that was. Ghana has sweet pineapples, just saying. But I ate one of the sweetest, it just tasted like raw sugar just gushing in my mouth. One of the sweetest pineapple, I tasted it in Ampani and it was given to me by the amazing Fanti grandmama and she gave it to me. I was eating it. I was just so happy. I was just so happy in Ampani. And then we started our travel to GPI at like, what, six in the afternoon and we were walking when we got to, I, I forgot what region I was in, but was walking to like um, GPI and it felt like I could touch the sky. They were, were high up in the mountains. And Ghana is very hot, even at night. But like, because we were high up in the mountains, it was so cold. Like, and then I felt like I could touch the sky. I felt like this, the stars were just right in front of me. It was just, ah, it was so amazing. It was so, 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 so amazing. And just like my trip at GP, I was just everything. And then my solo trip with Bobo was just everything because I got to meet some amazing people. And that's one thing I tell people, travel, meet people. Even if you don't know the language, people are going to help you. There's one thing, go to the continent because you would think that people would be like stand up ish towards you, but not really. Like people welcome you. People want to hear your stories. And even if you don't understand what you're saying, I don't know, like your heart, your body, your spirit, they all feel it. They all feel what our conversation is and like they try to add you to it. And I know my, me and Michaela keep going back and forth with this, but my heart is in Bota. Uh, I'm going to build a house in Bota. That's, that's, that's just about it. That's just about it. So yeah, my travel in the Bota region, just like, I love the Votorans and Sage be mad, but like when I was out there, the uncle was really trying to marry me up to a Votorian. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna think about it, but not really. But yeah, so that was just amazing. And the last amazing trip that I had before coming to Ghana was with um, Sage, CJ, and Doji. We went, oh my God. It's just, we went to the most beautiful island and we had a whole private beach to ourselves. And it was just, oh my God, I'm going to cry. It was just amazing. Like every time I sit and think about my travel experiences and think about the people that I've met and the adventures that I've had, it really, it makes me overjoyed that I was privileged enough to be given this this life 
that I'm privileged enough to have like experienced what I've experienced in this short amount of time that I've been on earth. And I realized the whole time I was in Ghana and the amazing things that I was doing, I always told myself that I'm privileged. That was something that privilege is something I already been like had a tug of war with. But like that was really one thing I just say that. I'm just I'm just privileged that I got the opportunity to have those experiences. What about you? Because I've been going on for a minute, Michaela. What about you? What if, what are your most amazing travel experiences? Tell me. <laughs> Honestly, blessing, I could just keep listening, like but yeah, um I definitely think that all of the experiences that I've had Nothing but blessings from the ancestors, like nothing else. Yes, they they really blessed us. Nothing from blessings. Yes, agreed. <laughs> but honestly, the first one I would have to say was the first time I was ever on an airplane. I think I was maybe about like six or seven. Um, I was moving to Atlanta with my family, and I was so scared to be on an airplane. And I think like. At first, I was excited just because I was like, oh, cool, like, this will be fun. And then I got on and I just started feeling so anxious and really scared. But for some reason, I didn't want to, like, say anything about it because, you know, I wanted to act all hard. Like, I was fine. (laughs) So I just tried to go to sleep and it was an overnight flight. And I remember, like, kind of crying and falling asleep. But then I woke up in the middle of the night and... um. I like put my hand in my hair and there was like just a bunch of gum in my hair and I just started freaking out and I was sitting next to my big sister Deshane. um shout out to Deshane. and uh <laughs> she looked behind us and there were these teenage boys and these boys put gum in my hair and my sister I don't even know she went so hard for me on that plane <laughs> I'm pretty sure them boys took out every piece of gum by themselves, like, in the dark, on the plane. She was not playing. And if I was, like, six, she was probably, like, 14. And (laughs) she was not playing around about me. So, yeah, that was... (laughs) I think that made me feel a lot more comfortable, um, which is, like, kind of random and weird. But it's just something I always remember. And it made my first plane ride, like, by the time I got off, I was just like, wow, like, that was nothing. Like, the scariest thing that happened to me was that there was gum in my hair, you know? And I was even a little bit more scared when my sister saw it. You know, I was scared for those boys. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful for that trip. It was just really funny. But um, it definitely stuck with me. And I think it just taught me things happen. But you are, you know, hopefully going to get to where you're going. Um, so that was just <laughs> really random and funny. But I think going off of what Blessing said about how she's going to have a home in the Volta region one day, you know, shout out to the Volta region. Just one of the most beautiful places I've ever experienced in my whole life. Um, the Western region of Ghana has my heart like I don't know what it is also the central region um just the coast in the west and the central region just really I don't know it just it has me and towards the end of my trip I took a trip with my sis Triana and my sis Amber and our friend Isaiah and we went to the Cape Coast slave castles because the first 
semester when we went to the slave castles we didn't go to the cape coast ones and also i think i had the experience with a bunch of people from our program it was just like a really big group and i wasn't really comfortable i think just because you know i was having like a very big experience and something that i wasn't sure i was ready for and it was like around a lot of people that i didn't really know so i think when i went the second time it was just like a, a much more intimate experience and i think that i was able to spend some time at the ocean like afterwards and just writing and listening to music and talking to my ancestors i think that that day was really transformative for me and so that trip just always sticks with me yeah and so we stayed at this place in cape three points the second and third night and it was just beautiful and we slept in this room the first night that had like a million mosquitoes and i woke up with like 30 or 40 mosquito bites and my friends just like took really good care of me and then we got our room switched and we stayed in this beautiful room and you can hear the waves and I don't know there's just something about the beaches in the western region that they just they have my heart um but I would have to say that top two would be seeing the internet on New Year's in South Africa with my sister Triana um I think it was New Year's Eve 2018 and we did the countdown it was pouring rain and we had met some friends and stuff and so we were all just there singing and freezing together <laughs> and like it was it was great um but I think my favorite travel experience would definitely have to be going to the North the first time. And I know I mentioned that in the previous episode because I was on that trip when Blessing showed me the song I Am Light. But um, that trip just has my heart. Like I experienced my first wedding in Ghana there and it was just beautiful. And uh, my best friend Betty and I, we just got really close with one of the people who owned the orphanage we were staying at. And he took us to like make food with his fiance and her mother. And I don't know, it, it was just like family. Like I made family. So that's always one of my favorite things. So yeah, I think that trip definitely has my heart. And um, I saw an elephant for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. Oh my god, I agree with you too. That Western region trip was was good. I really liked it. I saw the elephant for the first time too. I cried. He was right there just looking at me. And then after everybody left, I remember my sister Irene and Cartina, we all stayed behind and we went on this trip through a farm. Oh my god. Organic food is freaking amazing and all of the work that farmers put into like cultivating our crops and like it takes love to grow food it really does and it was really amazing because we got to walk through the farm the farmer showed us the different way he cultivated different crops and what different crops meant and it was just it was amazing that trip to the north that first trip to the north was really amazing also i agreed but wait, I don't know how this wasn't number one on my list, but, and I, I don't know if it counts as a trip. Um, it was, well, I think Coco Vite was probably like 40 minutes or something from like ish. But um, the, the first beach cleanup that we ever did as a group, 
and um, it was basically like the founding cohort of Roots Collective. We did the beach cleanup in Krokobite. Krokobite is um, a beach community in Ghana, and it was already a place that we loved and had like a really big part of our hearts, but like we did our first beach cleanup there. Oh my goodness, I don't even know how... Yeah, that was that was great. It was dope. It was beautiful. And um, who knew that it would lead to something like Roots? But um, that is really the last one for me. I'm really done. And I think that something that I learned through all of those experiences was that travel is doable. And I definitely ran into some issues on a lot of my trips. And I learned a lot of things the not-so-easy way. But um, I acquired some tips. And I'm sure you did too, Bless. So, yeah, hit me with some. Oh, yeah. Traveling is amazing. And I like it when, like, travelers share their tips. I remember um, one thing that Amber did, our sister Amber did, was whenever she was done reading a book, she always left it at the airport. And that, I feel like that was really cool. I didn't do that because I get really emotional attachment to my books. But <laughs> I think that was, that's something that's really cool. Uh, something, some travel tips I have for people is just, if you go somewhere, if it's for five months or if for one week, let that one week be five months, immerse yourself in the culture. Don't be, don't be one of those like stick in the mud people that go places and just want to be around what they are used to. What's the point of traveling if you're going to go and be what you're comfortable with? Be uncomfortable in spaces because that's how you grow as a person. You get to figure out the communication barriers. You get to figure out how things work. And it really it elevates your consciousness. I really believe that going to the place and just immersing yourself in the culture. And then another travel tip I have is know the currency. Wherever you go, just know the currency and don't get cheated. I feel like our trip to Togo, we got cheated because we didn't know the currency. And I probably spent more money in that like little week and a less than a week, I believe, we spent in Togo than I spent in a month in Ghana. So like just Know your currency, know where you're going, and try to immerse yourself in a culture. And buy local. Like, don't go to another country and go to a Walmart or go to, like, a... Especially to, like, places like Ghana or places, like, where you have vendors on the streets. You have mama and aunties and uncles selling goods on the street. And then you go to a store and buy something. Like buy something for them because you know that the money that you give them is going to go to somebody's school fee in that family. That money that you give them through your purchase is going to go to them eating tonight. So like just, just think about these things and be conscious about how you travel and it's hard to leave something better than how you left, you know, within a week. But just like when you're in places, pick up some plastic. I feel like these are really essential travel tips that everybody should have just in the whole journey of being human and being a better human. What about you, Michaela? Yeah, um, definitely that last one you said. Even even if it's a day or a week or whatever, I think just trying to be the best person that you can and like just trying to be your truest self, 
it's just everything. I I remember Triana and I were like in Zimbabwe for a night. Like we had went, but I think we were in transit this first time we had passed through. And we met a family and they were like dropping their son off to come to the States. And we couldn't get a taxi. We couldn't get a SIM card. And we were just like talking to this family just because, you know, they smiled at us and we smiled at them. And just the the genuine, I don't know. Um, and we ended up getting really close to the daughter and they gave us a ride to where we needed to go and they they made sure that we were at a safe place and they gave us some tips and obviously um with that I would say like you know be cautious and um trust your gut and you know just try to be safe anywhere you are like even at home but um in places that you've never been but um yeah don't be afraid to just be open and be human and and just be be kind to people everywhere you go because I think that's just a big one and yeah pick up your trash pick up somebody else's trash you know maybe not during COVID but (laughs) I don't know my friends said they were going to get me one of those grabby things so get yourself one of those and pick up some trash um yeah be kind to to others and to the planet um also I would agree with blessing know the currency I was on that Togo trip and (laughs) we did not know enough about the currency but also just about the place we were supposed to be staying um we didn't know enough French um so I think I would just say prepare even for those impromptu trips that just come up just try to do a little research especially if it's a place that's um like pretty far away from where you are or you would like have to cross a border to get back to where you need to be um really try to do your research even just on the basics like make sure you have that down because it sounds obvious but (laughs) again we didn't really know French. We ended up in Togo. Um, it was an interesting trip for sure. Togo has the best coconut, period. But um, <laughs> it was an interesting trip. And then something else I would say is something else I would say is to make sure that you're traveling with some people that you know you're gonna have a good time with, and um, that you know you know you're into similar things. I think that's just important because. We all like different things and um, we all have different friends and different kinds of, you know, ideas of fun. And I think that you always want to be comfortable when you travel. So just try to make sure that you are with some friends. um, Yeah. And some people that, you know, you're going to enjoy yourself with. And um, in terms of traveling solo, Bless, do you have any solo traveling tips? Um. I feel like you start your trip up solo, but you end up meeting people on the way. So it might be a solo trip in the beginning, but you might get to a stop where you start chopping it up with somebody at their bus stop or at the train station. And then you have a little travel partner for a minute and then you go solo again. So if you're traveling solo, just be safe. Pack light. Don't don't pack like you're moving to a new house and you're taking everything with you. Like, get a travel backpack. Oh, travel backpack is so essential. They are expensive, but they are worth it. I spent almost like three, 300 on my travel backpack, and I'm happy with it. Like, it's worth every penny I put into it. 
get a travel backpack, get a water bottle if you're traveling solo. Even if you're traveling in general with a group of people, be conscious of where you are. Just know your surroundings and just chop it up with people. I know I'm a shy person. When I travel, I did, I don't like like chopping it up like that. And I know I'm a talkative person. And I know the personality that I have. If I start talking to people, it's really easy for me to build connections that I know that by myself. So just know where you're going. Have a plan for yourself. And just go with the flow. Even if something isn't going as what you put on your plan or what you put on a piece of paper, just go with the flow because those like spontaneous things that come up be the best part of traveling. For what Michaela said about Togo having the best coconuts ever. I don't know what's in that land, but when was at that beach, it was like the boy was like Again, I have a video I'll post on our page. He was probably like 11 and he was holding this machete and he was just like cutting that coconut up and the coconut water tasted like heaven. And then the meat of the coconut just tasted like, oh my God, like I was deep in the ocean and surrounded by mermaids and like they were just giving me coconuts under the sea and I was just like eating some coconuts under the sea and having fun in like just blissful, sweet water if the ocean was made out of sugar. <laughs> if that make any sense. But I coconut, like we went back to Ghana and I couldn't appreciate Ghana coconut. That was how much, that was just how amazingly sweet that cooking it was. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that back up. But yeah, like if you're traveling, like Michaela said, be safe. But also don't have the fear that something is going to happen to you. It's all about the frequency. The frequency that you put back out there is what is going to come back to you. So if you're traveling and you're like, oh, this is going to happen to me. Something bad is going to happen if I go this way. Something is going to happen if I go with these people. Like, yeah, be visionant and like trust, trust your God, but don't pull bad energy out because that energy is going to come back to you. And that's something that I've really learned on my travels. Like, I know when I was traveling with Bobo, we had like stops that wasn't in the trip, but it ended up being like some of the most interesting like stops. Just go with the flow, trust your God and travel like Makeda was saying travel with people that you like that, that's what it is don't travel with people that you don't don't travel with people that you don't like and don't have kind of the same perspective of fun that you have because you will not have fun on your trip and it will be a waste of money to you and nobody want to spend thousands of dollars to get on a plane to go somewhere and not have the fun that they want to have and if that happens shit leave and go have your fun <laughs> That was that was it. What a, what do you have anything else to add to this, Michaela? Um, yeah, I I definitely just have to agree that some of the coolest things I've experienced or just like the dopest times I've had have just been like super impromptu or something where I was kind of unsure, but I was like, ah, oh, you know, um, I guess I'll do it. Not unsure in a way where, you know, my gut was telling me no, because I'm just really big on trusting your gut. And I just have to keep emphasizing that because I do not want y'all to say, Michaela told me, 
<laughs> to kick it with these strangers and I didn't feel comfortable about it but um, <laughs> but I think you know when when you're like oh, I don't know if I want to go out or I don't know if I want to do this or oh this seems cool but maybe I'll just wait for the next experience you never know when that will be um you know, we're in very unprecedented times right now. So I think we, when we have those opportunities, we should just do it because it's amazing. And travel is just a dope privilege. And um, I also just want to say that if anyone who's listening isn't sure how to start traveling or has questions or you know feels like I can't travel here but I still want to have some experiences or I might want to travel here but I you know I never thought I wanted to but maybe I do now just any questions you have please feel free to dm us on our instagram please feel free to email us um at rematriateme at gmail.com just please feel free to ask questions because travel is just a very big part of my own personal rematriation journey. And I think Bless would probably agree with that and a lot of other people. And I think that it has been a very key component to my personal liberation. So um, just travel whenever you can, big, small, whatever it is, it is just necessary sometimes. So yeah, um, I think that's it for me. Um, and yeah, I guess we could hop into self-care second and something that I've been doing lately that I kind of fell off of and I've gotten back into this last week has just been being more active. Um, I'm sure a lot of you all know that there are a lot of fires in California right now. So over the past few weeks, I haven't been able to go out and run like I happen but um I've just been finding other just ways to stay active dancing things like that playing with you know like the kids and my family um just being active just feels really good and it's been a great self-care tool for me as of late um what about you blessing oh yeah um so I just moved well I've been moving a lot this year but um, I'm in this current space right now, and something that really helped me with working from home is just trying to find my center back. It's just decluttering. I've moved, but I feel like there's always, whenever I look around my room, there's always still something that needs to be packed or put away. So I'm just really learning right now to just declutter and trying to have an open space. And that's something that I really been helping myself care because when I see things everywhere and too much of it at once, I can think. And if I can't, I would sit here and watch anime and go to sleep because I don't want to deal with it, which is not a good thing, but that is just really how it is. So to prevent that from happening, I try to declutter and just put things away. And another thing is just, I've been I've been obsessed with plants and that's something that's really been self-caring for me because taking care of them, making sure that they're water, talking to them, like just being around them. I haven't been doing that lately because I've been preoccupied, but that's really something that really been helping my self-care and my like just my mental health in general, just taking care of a living being, like coexisting in this room with these with these plants already been 
a big part of my mental care and my health care. But yeah, that is our self-care routines and little tips. So declutter, get you one or two plant baby. Don't be obsessed with them like I am. I've been buying it way too much. I got way too much right now. But yeah. And now we want to transition into Music Minute. So, Michaela, you have any songs for the people then? Yeah. Um, okay, honestly, I just recently finally listened to Twice as Tall um, in Full, which is Burner Boy's album that came out probably like a few weeks ago or a month ago. I don't know. Kind of time is just not a thing right now. But um I recently listened to all of it, and I'm just really feeling it. I think the song, the last song, Bank On It, I really like. I really like the message, and um, I just like the flow, because for me, music, if it has a good beat, and, you know, it's got some popping lyrics, and um, it means something, like, that's it for me. And I think that that song, it was really good. Also, um, Naughty by Nature, because what? Like, <laughs> it featured Naughty by Nature, and I thought that was dope. Yeah, so that whole album, and namely, Bank on It for me. What about you, Bless? I don't, like, I know Sesh and I listened to, at least he made me listen to um, the new album that you were just talking about. I don't know. I don't get it yet. But then that's that's something with music for me. Like music is really it's a therapy for me. And if my spirit, if my soul, if my aura don't feel like listening to like an artist at a time, if I push it, I just I won't get that message. And I and I don't think that's right because like artists put time and hours and dedication and love and sweat into that craft and I want to like appreciate every second of it and so I listened to the album like from from like just from the beginning to the end and I don't know it was just it wasn't there for me you know maybe maybe I'll listen to it in a month or in a year and I'll be like oh shit I'm a little late but shit I'm still here I'm here but yeah, I'm glad you liked it though. Sish Misha loves it. But music for me right now have been ready of. I know whenever I'm in a funk or whatever I'm going through, I can always put a random album on and bump to it and just feel blessed and just really, really feel good. But like lately, I'll play music and it doesn't align for me, which is off, which is weird. But I still have, I think that you guys should listen to Stunning Hill by Damian Marley. It came out in 2017, I believe, 2017 or 16. And Damian Marley is the last son of our Uncle Bob. And he really, he have a... Uh, I just, I'm just so excited because I love this man. And the last album that he put out, Stunning Hill, was just, it changed my life. It just changed my life. I remember it was my first semester at SF State. And I would be, when that song came out, 
when that whole album came out, I'd be listening to that album working from my dorm to class and I'd just be bumping to it. And when I'm going to work, I should pull it out while I'll be bumping to. And it just make my first semester so seamless. And yeah. So listen to Sunny Hill by Damian Marty, like from the beginning to the end. Just sacrifice an hour and just listen to him because every song has a message. Every like if you find a song that you really like, go look up the lyrics and try listening to it while he's speaking. I kid you not, you missed something and you're going to be like, whoa. And I was fortunate enough to, that was one of my solo trips that I took was, I was seeing SF at the time and I already, that was when I started getting into like going to concerts and stuff, but I always went with my friend. But then, like, nobody wanted to go with me. But I'm like, nah, I'm buying this ticket. I'm going to go see this man. Because, shit, he's Demi and Marty. So, like, just going by myself to Berkeley and just, like, being, like, front and center, right up front, just, like, looking at him and seeing his lugs down to his foot and just, like, bumping and just singing along to every song that oh i'm complete as a person on some serious note that night was just magical for me and at the end of the night <clears throat> i got the list he oh he touched it too i got the list i forgot what it's called but like of all the songs that they performed that night there's a list they put on a piece of paper and he was looking at it, bumping to it. So I got that list, the one that was right in front of him. I don't know where I have it, but I have it somewhere. And that was just memorable for me. And this album, whatever I'm going through, to me, I have a way of just, of just speaking to myself, of just speaking to it. So please go listen to that album, like the whole album. Don't skip no song. Power through it. But yeah, that's my that's my music mini rec- recommendation. Damian Marty, Stony Hill. Thank you so much for spending time with us and listening to us and just hearing us because we are all growing and big prayers out there for everyone that still have to work and be out of their house in this smoke. What is going on in California? Yeah, Michaela? Yeah, um, thank you all for listening. And yeah, I hope something that we learned can, you know, help you or you resonate with it. Um, or you just listen to the song or the album. Don't skip any tracks, she said. Um, <laughs> I hope that you have a great week. And I hope that you all enjoyed it this episode and a lot of blessings from the ancestors upon you whatever you wish for manifest it see it touch it and it will come to you see y'all in a bit